One of my favorite ministries in the whole wide world is the Gideons. Gideons are a group of businessmen who have committed to share God's word and to spread God's word all over the place. And they have done such a tremendous job. So many people have been touched by the ministry of Gideons as, uh, as they've read a Bible uh, that's placed in a hotel room or someplace, even a school. I remember when I was in fifth grade, I got a Gideon Bible back in the day when they could do that. And uh, fortunately, some places they still allow uh, Gideons to pass out Bibles in school. Can you imagine that? Our schools, some, some are afraid of the Bible. You know, they don't seem to be afraid of anything else, but they're afraid of Scripture. But I'm glad our Gideons are faithful. And today we have a special speaker, Dr. Rob Svensson. He is a local optometrist, has been with the Gideons for five or six years. He's married, he's a, has four children. He's a member of Golden Springs Baptist Church. And so he's going to come today and share w- with us some about what the Gideons are doing. So would you welcome Dr. Rob Svensson? Uh, thank you so much. Uh, I've got a lot of friends out here and people I know, and uh, uh, my son's giving me special instructions not to botch it today. Uh, his girlfriend's out there watching, so I'll, I'll just raise the level of my nervousness already. So, uh, And not only that, we've got some uh, mentors of mine in the audience, uh, fellow Gideons that, uh, you know, if you just want to grow uh, spiritually, uh, I find if you just hang around really solid people, uh, it kind of rubs off, and uh, these men are really just been a blessing for me to be a part of this organization. I'm, I'm maybe one of the younger fellows at 53, and I don't get to say that very often when I join a group, but, uh, you know, it's a really solid man, Ben character. Uh, we've known each other a long time, and I know he's been praying for me uh, a long time, and, uh, you know, I feel like I'm growing spiritually and still got a long ways to go, and uh, Harold Mooneyham, he's uh, answered some prayers for me on several mission trips that we've gone on, and somehow we just provided some Bibles when we uh, didn't sh- weren't sure how we were going to get them, and uh, I always remember that, and I've had an opportunity to go to Africa and uh, hand out these Gideon Bibles, and it's, uh, when you hear everything going on around the United States and you kind of feel uh, discouraged, it's exciting to know around the world that there's a thirst for the Lord. And uh, it's really exciting to go places when people are just surrounding you, begging you for a Bible. And uh, it really kind of inspired me and my faith and uh, maybe wondered, you know, how strong and excited do I get about learning about the Bible. And um, it's kind of just made me, encouraged me to keep growing and getting out of my box of comfort. And uh, I think getting in front of people and speaking at a church is definitely out of a box of comfort for many of you. And... uh, but it's funny, I try to write stuff down in the middle of the night. I woke up at 4 in the morning and had this all perfect, and now I've completely forgot it all. So uh, so I'm just going to give you the quick version. I've, um, I wanted to share that. Uh, the Gideons had just handed out their two billionth Bible, which is exciting. Uh, One billion was done in the last 14 years, which that's pretty exciting. Uh, they got big goals, uh, but there's a lot of requests for Bibles, so we just can't. Uh, keep making them fast enough, which is really exciting. Um, uh, been on some mission trips around the world, but this year I've been having the op- opportunity with the Gideons to go and do a jail ministry. And um, I tell you, the first time I went to the county jail was about the one of the more scared times I've ever been in my life. But Floyd Chaplin, uh, and many of y'all know Floyd, he's 95 years old. And Floyd's been going for the last 35 years or 40, maybe more than that, actually, and uh, the first time I went was with Floyd, and I think we need leaders in our faith, 
Um, I find that uh, a lot of things that I've done is because uh, men that I admire have done it before me and listened to Ben Character do uh, the five-minute service at Golden Springs, and it's pretty impressive, actually. And uh, But uh, uh, let's see. I wanted to tell one quick story, and it, uh, and it was funny. We're sitting there in Sunday school talking about Revelation, and it was listen. And I've learned to listen more. And uh, instead of talking so much, and as I've listened and I'll hear the Holy Spirit speak to me, um, and it's kind of funny where the Holy Spirit will take you and give you the courage to speak about God, and, you know, I found handing out these little Bibles is real encouraging, and I love doing it with uh, the kids that come in, and just seeing their faces when they get one is just inspires me, and uh, there's just that love for the Lord, and it's kind of interesting, I'll get some parents that actually want to do one, but um, I want to tell this real quick story. Um, I was texting, driving home from work the other night. Well, it was actually right before November. And I looked up, and a car was coming. And I moved over, and it was, wasn't that close, but it was close enough it got my attention. And as I looked in my rearview mirror, I saw this car go by, and it got on the edge of the road, and some dust kicked up. And it got back on the road. But I'll tell you, for a brief second, I was just like, wow, my life just totally about changed. My testimony, me coming up here and sharing God, I don't even know if I could leave the house if I know I'd hurt somebody. And um, that's the worst part of the story, so I'm going to get that over with. But it kind of made me think about um, this young girl that was in a car accident with my dad 15 years ago. And I um, don't know all the details, but I know she was going to school and passed her friend and pulled out, and she uh, hit my dad head on. And I got a phone call um, Friday morning about 10 o'clock that my dad had been in a horrible car accident. So I got in the car, I was heading to um, Aniston, and I'm about to start crying. I mean, I just really, uh, I don't know, I even stayed on the road, and I said, God, I need you right now. And this peace just came over me, and I don't know how to describe it, but it just, all of a sudden, my tears dried up, and it was just like God said, Rob, this is just the way it's got to be. Well, seven years before that, my dad almost died, and um, unfortunately, I had a little problem with the drinking, and uh, our relationship wasn't the best. I just really didn't quite understand that. But we were, uh, got a phone call. My dad was in the hospital. Drove to Iowa and uh, got there, and it was bad. And uh, we went in the chapel because the doctor said, if this test don't work this time, he's not going to make it. So we went in the chapel, and uh, at that time my faith was good enough where I knew when there's bad things I could go pray to God, and I asked God for uh, my dad to have another chance. And it worked. And uh, my dad quit drinking, and our relationship got back to like it should be. And so I never questioned, you know, or felt an easy question of God about this car accident situation. And I was going to church two months very steady right before that. And about two months before my dad died, I called him, and I said, Boy, I feel the Holy Spirit. And I can honestly tell you, I don't think I've ever said that before. And my dad wasn't real sure how to respond to that, but... Um, Anyway, my mom's pretty upset about the whole deal. I'm just trying to tell her this young girl had been in a lot of trouble. and She was only like 21, and it's just been one thing after another. And um, So uh, I felt like after my little incident that maybe I should call this young lady and um, just let her know I've really never har- harbored any ill towards her. And So um, I called a friend of mine who lives in my hometown. I asked for her if she could get her name. I didn't even know her name. And she just so happens this girl's brother... And his wife go to church where my friend's husband's the pastor. 
So they get, she got me the name, and I said, could you call her and just let her know I'm fine, and I've never harbored any ill. So she thought about it a few days. She goes, Rob, I can't do it. I think you need to do it. And I was like, yeah, I know that, but it's just a little hard for me to pull the trigger on this. And uh, anyway, three weeks goes by, and the devil's working me hard not to call this young lady. And um, I asked Roland, my pastor, about the situation. He said, Rob, I had to, ask, I had to forgive somebody that shot at my wife. And I was like, yeah. So I gave the girl a call, and she didn't answer the phone. She called me back the next morning because she saw this weird number. Um, I called her back at lunch, left a message, and I finally left her a text. And I said, hey, this is Rob Spence, and I think God wants us to talk, and it's going to be good. She texted me back about 10 minutes later, and she said, I'm so glad you contacted me. A day doesn't go by where I don't pray for her family, and I ask God every day why this has happened. So I called her that night, and I'm going to tell you, that was the hardest phone call I've ever made in my life. I thought I really didn't harbor anything, but when you live in a little town, you're marked. If something like that happens for you, and everybody that sees you knows that that happened. And, and I knew that, and I guess that was sort of my, um, my um, unwillingness to forgive her, I guess. And um, anyway, we talked, and I shared about my dad and how we got our relationship back together, and um, I apologized for not calling her sooner. And I said, I don't know really if I was spiritually mature enough to make you feel any better. And she said, I wasn't ready either. She goes, I want you to know about three weeks ago, this was such a burden on my heart. I got on my knees and I asked God for forgiveness. And I was like, well, that's kind of about when my texting incident happened. And I thought, you know, after that little incident with my text, I thought, you know, if I had harbored ill towards this girl all these years and wished ill towards her, my incident might have been a little different. So anyway, then uh, we ended the conversation, and uh, I told her about my dad, and when he died, my mom was out walking the next day, and it was in February and Island in this tree, and there was this bright red cardinal there, and it was just chirping away, and my mom just swears it was my dad. And we're like, okay, Mom, you know, and uh, we go down to the beach about four months later. We're all in the living room. We pull the curtain back, and there's one cardinal sitting in the room on this rail. I don't think I've ever seen a cardinal sitting on a rail at the, at the beach. And so I shared that story, and uh, the next morning she sent me a text. She goes, I want to thank you for uh, sending me that or text, and uh, I never thought I'd ever have peace in my life again. And she said, I got a new friend outside my window this morning. And she sends me this picture of the cardinal. Well, I send that to my dad's only brother, and I told him I was thinking about calling this lady. And um, he said, uh, this is so bizarre. He sent that picture of this and that. And he said, they live in Nebraska, and they go down to uh, Florida for the month of November. And he said, this is the first morning going out to get my mail that I saw a cardinal. So I, since then, I've had a lot of folks tell me about cardinals and their spiritual meaning. And, you know, just kind of brought this whole circle. And, you know, that's, that's been 15 years since this uh, conversation, you know, or since the accident, I'm me talking to this young girl, and only the Holy Spirit could give you the strength to call somebody, and get up here and talk, and share about the Lord, and give you the braveness, and you know, I've gotten over my fear of praying, I've gotten over my fear of sharing the Lord, and I just look at it as, you know, we can't one person win this battle, but if we all get together, you know, and help each other, we can make little dents in this messed up place we've got, you know, and just win people to the Lord. And that's what the Gideons are all about, is just bringing people that are lost to the Lord. And, 
your church has been a huge supporter of ours. And it's so, we talk about, you know, uh, pastors that, are, that believe in our mission, and um, this does go a long way. And uh, of all the things I've done in my life, this, this is one of them I get a lot of joy from. And I really appreciate it. I know all the guys out here do. You guys uh, really step up to help our ministry. And thank you again, Pastor, and your congregation.